What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, the Braves are probably are more than likely glad to be back home and they start a very, very important series against the division rival New York Mets in Atlanta later on tonight. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And yes, the Braves have to be glad to be back home, but they especially have to be glad to head back home and now be home for this series against the Mets after what was a just absolutely wonderful turn of events late in the game on Sunday against the Diamondbacks. Eddie Rosario delivering the go-ahead and eventual game-winning Grand Slam against the Diamondbacks definitely changed the tune for the road trip for the Braves as they now head into a very important series against the Mets. So while the Braves had a good flight home and they were off on Monday, there continue a trend continued on Monday that if you follow the Braves, you know, roster moves really closely over the past few years, you may have noticed that there are many times when these, you know, significant roster moves occur on a Monday off day. And that's especially been the case this year as the Braves have dealt with all the injuries and other things that have made them have to do a lot of roster shuffling. It seems like every Monday when it's an off day, there's going to be a roster move to talk about. And this Monday, yesterday, there were actually multiple roster moves to talk about that both directly and indirectly impacted several Braves players. Now, the most notable of this was the fact that in a move that may have surprised many, I'll I'll admit I was surprised as well, in a move that probably did surprise many, the Braves decided to option starter Michael Soroka back to Gwinnett. Now, obviously, you know, uh, just eight days ago, Soroka made a just emotional, wonderful return to the majors. His first start in nearly three years against the Oakland Athletics. He wound up starting both the, you know, first game and last game of the road trip. And Soroka had some success at times in those two starts, but he also did experience plenty of struggles. An 8.38 ERA, he gave up uh, three home runs. He definitely struggled, you know, throughout his start against Arizona at times. And, and overall, the stuff and velocity definitely seemed to be there. You know, there were there were plenty of movement. There was plenty of velocity. There, there's no injury concerns from him going back to Gwinnett. But one of the things that seemed to definitely hurt Soroka was that he wasn't getting 
get his normal, you know, down downward movement with his pitches that we usually see, you know, that helped to define the success that he had in 2018, 2019 when he was a ground ball machine. A lot of his pitches were probably left up higher in the zone than he had wanted to, and that's what resulted in at times him getting hit hard. So that's probably one of the reasons the Braves have decided to take some time getting back to Gwinnett, work on some of the things that they need that they saw needed to be improved, and then the next time that he's ready to come up, he'll be as effective as can be once again as a starter for the Atlanta Braves. So, in a move that was a surprising for many, you know, it, it seemed like from his first start against Oakland over a week ago, there was enough there for him to be able to get an extended look at the major league level, but it seems as if the Braves have decided they'd rather take him back to Gwinnett work out some kinks in his approach, and hopefully he'll be back better than ever once he returns to the majors. Now, the other notable name that was involved with the move on Monday was Max Freed being placed on the 60-day injured list. Now, that may seem ominous from the start, but this move was simply a move of formality. Obviously expected when Max Freed was placed on the injured list Due to his forearm strain in early May, it was expected right from the get-go that he was going to miss more than two months. So him being moved to the injured to the 60-day injured list, that allows for the Braves to open up a 40-man roster spot. So in the case of both Soroka being an option to AAA and Max Reed being, you know, moved to the 60-day injured list, just want to make it clear that there's been no report of any injury concerns or setbacks or anything like that. It seems that both Freed and Soroka are exactly where the Braves need for them to be health-wise, which is good news. These moves were simply made to open up a roster spot at the major league level, but also to open up a roster spot on the 40-man roster when it comes to Max Reed being placed on the 60-day injured list. Now, as far as the 40-man roster spot on the on the Braves roster, the reason that Freed was moved to the 60-day injured list was because the Braves claimed utility man Lucas Williams from the Dodgers. He's listed as an infielder, but he actually has played all over the diamond throughout his career. He will be assigned to the Gwinnett Stripers at AAA, and this also likely is connected to the fact that, you know, last week in, in another surprising development, longtime utility man Chad Pender, who the Braves had signed a few weeks ago, was having a great start to his time with the Stripers, you know, in, in May, but it was a surprise announcement last week that Chad Pender just decided to retire, so he eventually will not be an option for the Braves at AAA, so they brought in Lucas Williams from the Dodgers to give them another utility man, you know, an infield option and minor league depth at the AAA level. Will Williams ever be an option for the bench, you know, potentially as an upgrade, maybe over Charlie Colbison? You know, that remains to be seen. But at the very least, it seems that he is going to be brought into the Stripers. If Pender eventually is going to move on to retirement, that'll open up the spot for a need for another batter slash utility player. And that seems to be the role that Lucas Williams will fill. So that explains the move of Max Reed to the 60-day injured list and Lucas Williams coming in by being claimed from the Dodgers as being the newest member of the Stripers. But as far as the Major League roster spot that was left open by Michael Soroka being option to Gwinnett, while nothing has officially been announced by the Braves, Hector Gomez on Twitter announced that the expected move is that the Braves are going to bring up right-handed relief option Rodri Munoz from Gwinnett to be an extra arm in the bullpen, at least versus the Mets in this series, that the Braves are going to call up Rodri Munoz, another reliever, 
to take Soroka's spot at the major league level. Now, Munoz is not someone that's just been on fire, you know, in Gwinnett, kind of like A.J. smith Shaver. This isn't someone who basically is forcing the Braves' hand to bring up to the major league level. So far this season, Munoz has a 4.63 ERA and a 5.70 FIP and 23.1 innings pitch. So he definitely had his struggles down in Gwinnett. It just seems like he's going to be an emergency arm out of the bullpen over the next several days as the Braves continue to make moves when it comes to their roster. And that's the big takeaway from these roster moves as well. These moves are a precursor to other moves that still are going to be made. Because with Michael Soroka down now down in Gwinnett and Rodri Munoz now up at the major league level, the Braves have opened up a spot in their rotation. So the next time that Soroka's spot in the rotation comes up later on this week against the Nationals, the Braves are going to need someone to fill that spot. Well, thankfully... It logic would seem to suggest it's not going to require another roster move. The likely move for the Braves to fill Soroka's open spot in the rotation would be to give A.J. smith Shaver his first major league start. Of course, in that same game where you know, Rosario was the hero against the Diamondbacks, A.J. smith Shaver made his major league debut, did excellent for 2.1 innings of relief, giving, keeping the Braves close to give them a chance, which Rosario eventually took advantage of. So it seems as if the Braves continue to be highly confident in A.J. smith Shaver that they've now allowed for Soroka to go back to Gwinnett, work on a few things to make him more effective, and it seems that A.J. smith Shaver is lined up to make his first major league spot, make his first major league start for the Braves against the Nationals later this week. As far as, you know, is Rodri Munoz going to be a, a long-term piece of the bullpen this year? That's kind of up in the air, you know, potentially, you know, the hope is, is that Dylan Lee, you know, is reported that he's getting back to throwing since he went on the injured list, you know, in mid-May with a shoulder injury. Hopefully, Dylan Lee will be able to come back in over the next several days, and that event, he likely will eventually take the spot that Munoz right now is holding. So all these moves that occurred on Monday, they were necessary the moves in the Braves' mind to ensure that spots at AAA as well as spots at the Major League roster were filled, but they also started a ripple effect in which we'll start to see some exciting developments, hopefully Dylan Lee returning to the bullpen as well as A.J. smith Shaver taking over a spot in the Braves' rotation. So, not much negativity to take away. Yes, the move of Soroka down to AAA may have caught many by surprise, including myself, but when you look at the you know overall performance of Soroka, definitely seems as if the desired movement, the desired control over his stuff, it seems that that definitely is an area of improvement that can be worked on. Hopefully, that will be made more effective at the AAA level. And, of course, the Braves are going to give A.J. smith Shaver a look in the rotation. Perhaps smith Shaver could lock down a rotation spot at least over the next month or so until Max Reed and Kyle Wright return. So, plenty of names involved in plenty of moves. Again, hopefully, Dylan Lee will be back soon to help the bullpen out as well. But the Braves are making moves once again to put the roster in as good a spot as possible as they start their homestand tonight with a three-game series against the New York Mets. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So as the Braves get ready to welcome the Mets after, again, the heroics and, and a, just a dramatic and exciting victory over the Diamondbacks on Sunday, as the Braves interplay today against the New York Mets, the Braves right now are in first place in the NL East. The Miami Marlins, who continue to be one of the bigger surprises in baseball so far this season, they currently are only three games behind the Braves in the standings, with the Mets then five and a half games behind the Braves and in third place in the NL East. Now, with the Marlins impressing as they are, I definitely think that they are, you know, perhaps sustainable at least through a good portion of the season to remain in contention when it comes to the NL East. However, I think most even at dealing, even when you consider the injuries that both the Braves and Mets have dealt with so far this year, I think the most would still most folks would still continue to say that both the Braves and the Mets are the two best teams in the National League East. That's no slight to the Marlins. I just think overall talent wise, it's a pretty fair assessment that the Braves and the Mets are the two most talented teams in the division. So with that being the case. The opportunity is there to where if the Braves can take two out of three in this series or better, they could put themselves in a really good position in terms of having a healthy lead in the division over the team that likely is the next talented team, but or the best talented team besides Atlanta in the NL East. But of course, coming into this series against the Mets, the development, the continued development of, of Eddie Rosario, a very up and down hitter, you know, Ivan the Great at BatteryPower.com put together a great piece talking about the season so far for Eddie Rosario. He continues to be a player who obviously is very streaky, but when he is on a hot streak, Eddie Rosario, without a shadow of a doubt, no matter how big the stage is, has the ability to carry a team offensively, has the ability to be a true difference maker that can turn the fortunes around quickly for the Braves. Obviously, we saw that during the 2021 postseason. We saw that in the series against Arizona as he hit three home runs. 
Eddie Rosario is to the point to where you kind of live with the lows. You're going to get plenty of lows and you're going to get some highs. But if you can find your way, you know, being able to, you know, survive the lows when it comes to the cold streaks of Eddie Rosario, the hot streaks can make it more than worth it. So, you know, we're watching the NBA Finals right now. And one of the things that, you know, have made the Miami Heat have their surprise run to the Finals is that they consistently have these role players that can step up and give these outlier performances that you don't expect, but play such a big role to help them win games. That's kind of the role that Eddie Rosario has on the Braves. Most of the time, he's a role player. He's not someone that you would expect to be a consistent source, to be a consistent elite offensive producer. But when he is in a groove, he could he can perform as the best hitter on the Braves team. That's what he did against Arizona, and that's what the Braves are hoping he'll do once again against the Mets. So hopefully, Eddie Rosario will get back on one of his hot streaks, an extended hot streak, and if he can have a productive month of June, that's going to be a great development for adding depth to this Braves lineup that could definitely allow for them to be able to put some wins together against a bit easier June schedule than the one they faced in May. But of course, the competition starts off you know, pretty legitimate when it comes to the Mets, and that's especially the case when you look at the names that the Braves will be facing on the mound when it comes to Carlos Carrasco on Tuesday night, followed by Max Scherzer and then Justin Verlander on Thursday. For the Braves, they'll counter with Bryce Elder against Carlos Carrasco on Tuesday, Spencer Str- or Charlie Morton against Max Scherzer on Wednesday, and then in a really fun matchup, Spencer Strider versus Justin Verlander on Thursday. So there's going to be plenty of good names pitching in this series for the Braves. But overall, in terms of performance so far this year, the Braves have to feel confident that in each of these pitching matchups, despite the name power that's there, especially with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, when it comes to the actual performances of the pitchers pitching, the Braves, you could easily make the case, have the upper hand. They have the better pitcher as of now pitching on each of the three nights of this series. And that doesn't necessarily mean the Braves are going to easily sweep this series. It just means that in terms of starting pitching, the Braves have to like the matchups, especially with how Elder, Morton, and Strider are pitching at the moment. And the other thing that stands out in this series that's going to be very, very important for the Braves to do is that Pete Alonso has 21 home runs on the season. He's been absolutely magnificent once again for this Braves lineup. But he comes into this series, he's been a bit cold as of late. He's been in a bit of a slump. Francisco Lindor, three of his last 32. One of the big keys for the Braves in this series is making sure that neither Francisco Lindor or Pete Alonso decide to come back to life and take over the series like they are fully capable of doing. That's going to be the big key for the Braves in this series, is limiting that duo. Now, you also want to avoid, you know, just a, a, an absolute torch streak of success for a player like, a, you know, Francisco Alvarez, like we've seen him do before this season. We know Jeff McNeil always is someone that is hard for the Braves to be able to, you know, limit for a long period of time. So there are plenty of options on the Mets that can give the Braves plenty of trouble. But when it comes to the Braves facing off, against the Mets offense, the big key for this Braves team is simply doing what they can to make sure that Francisco Lindor as well as um, Pete Alonso are not the main are not the best offensive players in this series. 
And of course, the big key for the Braves is getting the series win. And with as special as Bryce Elder has been so far this season, you have to feel confident that he'll do exactly that. Against a Mets team that outside of Alonzo is not necessarily that known for making hard contact, this could be a good matchup for Bryce Elder to be able to limit the Mets offense enough to where the Braves can find some success against Carlos Carrasco. Now, Carrasco overall this season has definitely struggled, but over his past two starts, he's only allowed two runs. So Carrasco has been better as of late. Of course, Bryce Elder has made himself a top 10 Cy Young contender so far this year. So it seems as if this could be a decent to good matchup for Bryce Elder. If he could put together another five to six inning quality start, the Braves hopefully will be able to find enough success against Carrasco to get this series win and get the series started off on the right foot. And the other thing to really watch in this series is the Braves, as I've discussed on the Daily Hammer, has been discussed, you know, at BatteryPower.com. Many across Braves country have discussed it as well. We've talked about how much the Braves have struggled against right-handed pitching. And though Carrasco, as well as uh, Carrasco, as well as um, Scherzer and Verlander, even though each of those three pitchers this year have not been what they once were, they still are fully capable of putting together effective starts, of being tough matchups. If the Braves can work their way through this series and win multiple games or better in this series by having success offensively against right-handed pitching, that will seem to indicate that we're starting to see adjustments made that will make this Braves team better against right-handed pitching moving forward. But if they once again struggle, then we're really starting to see the Braves' struggles against right-handed be a flaw of this team that they're going to have to at some point in time correct to truly be where they want to meet, be to make a World Series run. So there's a lot that goes into this series against the Mets. The keys at Mets. The keys are: can the Braves be able to have better success than they've had in this series against right-handed pitching than they did previously? And can the Braves do a good job of continuing to limit the production of both Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso? If they can do those two things. I think the Braves are going to like the chances that they have to be able to get multiple victories in this season. And make no mistake about it, this is a golden opportunity for the Braves, again, to be able to get an even stronger lead over the Mets in the NL East division. That will be a big, big development from this series. If the Braves can win this series, that means at the very least they'll have a six-and-a-half game lead once we get into Friday, and that'll be a very, very good development for this team, especially when you consider the fact that better days are ahead when it comes to the Braves being able to put together plenty of wins. And we're going to have you fully covered here at BatteryPower.com as well as the Daily Hammer on all the latest developments when it comes to this series against the Mets. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us. Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. 
Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 